let's say Bob is a huge Russell Wilson fan. Bob really wants Russell Wilson to be on the Denver Broncos in 2024. How is Bob going to have any hope that Russell Wilson is wearing number three in the orange and blue next season after Payne literally going on air and saying, yes, I am looking to fall in love with a quarterback in this draft. Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Amir Farrell. Back at you guys with another episode this week. A lot to talk about uh, with the Broncos. A new Hall of Fame inductee, uh, Broncos coach leaving the staff uh, to uh, go ahead and go to the NFC uh, to uh, a team that we're going to talk about. Um, Sean Payton, a lot of news, as you guys can tell from the title of the episode. Uh, Sean Payton told the media in a a multitude of interviews during Super Bowl weekend about what the Broncos are going to do at the quarterback position how they're going to move forward, who they could potentially be looking at post-Russell Wilson or potentially Russell Wilson coming back in 2024. Lots to talk about. Even some uh, Drew, even uh, some tidbits from Drew Brees' interview where he kind of, I want to say leaked a few things, but kind of talked, uh, talked about how Sean Payton's kind of operating this offseason at the quarterback position, what his future plans are. But before we jump into uh, today's episode, uh, first, thank you guys so much for the support uh, recently on the pod, especially youtube listeners you, you guys have been absolutely fantastic um the last we we've had five straight episodes over for 1.2 thousand views on youtube that's ex- exactly the way i wanted to start off this year um um me and me and j mac and uh jordan we talked a lot about it before the year 2024 is our year we can't wait till after the super bowl man we're gonna be coming really really strong um with the off-season content and everything but thank you guys so much even though the broncos are in the playoffs you guys are still showing you know remarkable tremendous support on the pod on youtube man appreciate it so much um love love seeing you guys uh interact and everything even though we may not always agree about everything definitely uh know a lot of people don't agree with me a lot of my uh takes and everything but i'm still i'm still here uh breaking down the broncos all the news and all that so without further ado make sure if you're listening on youtube like like this video comment down below throughout this episode if you guys have any opinions or um disagreements with any, anything that i I say or opinions on what uh, Sean Payton said in his, some of his interviews. Um, love reading your guys' comments. Uh, and then please, most importantly, subscribe to the When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply channel that helps us out so much uh, please uh show support by doing those three things uh turn notifications on as well that helps us out as a lot but um without further ado let's go and jump into uh first uh some you know quick uh news recaps like i mentioned um broncos legendary linebacker randy gratishar has been officially um named to the nfl hall of fame very, very, very long overdue. One of the best Broncos players um, in franchise history. Um, not even arguably. He is a top five Broncos defender in uh, franchise history. It's very long overdue. He's been waiting, you know, like 30 years or so for this. So, man, it's very long overdue. One of the main pillars of that Orange Crush defense. Super, super uh, happy to see um, this um 
this honor uh, for you know Gratishar and for him for him to finally put on the gold jacket because like I said, um, very long overdue, very well deserved. So many of his peers have talked about how he's been very deserving of this. Uh, not even just 2024, but um, years prior, he should have got this award. But um, very um, ecstatic to see him receive this and uh, be looking forward to his uh, Hall of Fame inductee speech and all that, uh, representing Broncos country well. Um, next, uh, on speaking on the defensive side of the ball, the Broncos losing defensive lineman coach Marcus Dixon after he coached the Broncos the last two years under Nathaniel Hackett um, and then Sean Payton this year under Vance Joseph on the defensive staff. Um, he ends up leaving for Minnesota on the same role under defensive coordinator Brian Flores in Minnesota. So once again, another, another positional coach on the Broncos staff that leaves for a lateral move. Christian Parker goes to the Eagles uh, under Vic Fangio um, for the DB's coaching role and an uh, quote increased role um, uh, in that position so a lateral move for uh, Christian Parker another lateral move for uh, Marcus Dixon let me know how you guys feel about that. I know certain people. Have, I'm not gonna lie. I think some some people are making good. Some I see some of my followers uh, saying on Instagram like it's kind of a interesting look that some players or not, excuse me some coaches are taking lateral moves to go to different teams. Like take that how you will, man. I'm not super close in touch with the like the coaching staff and how they're overall. Like I'm not trying to create any drama and necessarily say that. You know, he's leaving because he doesn't like the coaching staff here in Denver. He doesn't feel that he can succeed here in Denver. But the defensive line was very underwhelming. I mean, very, very underwhelming this season. I think Zach Allen had some good games. But besides that, man, very underwhelming. Um, so it's not like this is as big of a loss anywhere as big of a loss as um, the Christian Parker um, departure is. But... Um, the Broncos with the with this news, the Broncos now have to go find um, a new defensive line coach and a new defensive backs coach. Um, it's looking like Vance Joseph is going to stay after all. Um, so uh, also do that do with that how you will. I know uh, we de we definitely have our own opinions about that defense. Looked a little bit suspect towards the end of the season, but hoping that they can actually build off of. Um, that success during that winning streak because this will be actually the first time since the Vic Fangio era um, where the Broncos have a, a defensive coordinator for consecutive years. So looking forward to uh, some continuity for once. I really wish uh, Averro could have stayed um, after Hackett left. It, it's it's kind of funny because now that in Carolina, Dave Canales has come into Carolina and he decides, oh, I want to stay in Carolina um, and not leave for any other job. But in Denver, he couldn't do that here. I mean, take, you know, we can all have our own opinions about that. Obviously, he probably wouldn't leave, you know, that kind of would be a bad look for him to leave two years in a row for different, you know, teams. Um, but moving on from uh, the coaching news, let's go and jump into the main topic of today's episode. Sean Payton went on a multi, you know, various different interviews. Um, this weekend before the Super Bowl, Super Bowl is actually to uh, tomorrow. So let me know in the comments down below what you guys' uh, Super Bowl picks are. But Sean Payton went on the Hey K. Adams show, a bunch of other different radio interviews, um, and basically gave like some pretty honest uh, answers regarding the Broncos quarterback situation. Obviously didn't give us a lot of like tell on what's really happening. Um, just because according to him, he doesn't necessarily know what's, you know, what is in their true plans. Um, 
I'll kind of give my opinions on that and how I feel about that. But uh, some major uh, tidbits from the interviews. Uh, Sean Payton says he's looking to fall in love with a quarterback in this draft and does not care about any external opinions of where the quarterback prospects prospects are projected to be drafted. Um, so what that means is, and he brought up the, like the um, he brought up the example of the NFL van where. People on the NFL van, fans, media, analysts, draft analysts, whatever they want to call themselves, will say, for instance, Bo Nix can only go picks 20 to 32 or in the second round. That's only where Bo Nix can go. That is the only reasonable spot to pick Bo Nix. Or for another instance, we have uh, Benjamin Albright coming out saying um, that J.J. McCarthy is going to be a much higher pick than a lot of uh, fans and stuff want to um, want to admit. While that may be true, maybe uh, Sean Payne doesn't believe that way. Like He's basically saying he doesn't care about where the outside opinions are of where a J.J. McCarthy or Bo Nix or even a Caleb Williams, Jane Daniels, Drake May, like where those guys should go. He's going to base it off his own analysis and evaluation in the process now going off of that he did say uh very interestingly to uh, rich eisen that he doesn't even he says he hasn't even started looking at the tape of any of the quarterbacks in the draft and he said he couldn't even tell you the numbers on the jerseys of those players let me know what you guys think about this i'm i don't necessarily know if he's telling the wholehearted truth here i personally don't think he is i feel like um maybe he hasn't done a whole deep dive into this class well i i think that could be i think that could be true i do think he's done work on these quarterbacks i mean just think about it i tweeted about this yesterday would he really make this decision on russ and by the way he did say to k adams that the decision on Russell Wilson is going to happen sooner rather than later. Um, he didn't necessarily say it, you know, we are moving on from Russell Wilson because why would he, why would he just come out and say that? I still personally believe the marriage between Russell Wilson and champagne is over. I, I think it's over. I'll get a little bit more deeper into that in this episode, but it's, I don't know if I can necessarily get behind the whole thing that um, he hasn't watched tape on the top quarterbacks and he couldn't even tell you the numbers on those. Like, I feel like he would know what he's getting potentially in this class before he makes a decision on Russell Wilson, which I'll, I'm going to go ahead and get into it. He did not give any, any, any light on the possibility of retaining Russell Wilson. I, I don't know if anybody necessarily disagrees with that. But like, let me talk a little bit more about this falling in love with the quarterback. So Kay Adams, towards the end of the interview, asked him, like, are you looking to fall in love with the quarterback in this draft? She straight up asked him that, like twice. And he says, yes. How in the world does that give you as, let's say Bob is a huge Russell Wilson fan. Bob really wants Russell Wilson to be on the Denver Broncos in 2024. How is Bob going to have any hope that Russell Wilson is wearing number three in the orange and blue next season after Payton literally going on air and saying, yes, I am looking to fall in love with a quarterback in this draft. Now, for anybody saying, oh, that's a smokescreen. Sean Payton's saying, saying you just saying stuff to the media. He's just giving an answer. It's just it's smokescreen season. How in the world is this any kind of smokescreen? How is this giving him any kind of advantage? If anything, wouldn't he say, I'm not looking to fall in love with the quarterback so that no teams would leapfrog him for that prospect that he really wants? Because it's looking like J.J. McCarthy is like looking like a lock to go top 15. So 
wouldn't it be smokescreen if he said, I'm not looking to love fall in love with Russell Wilson and or uh, with the quarterback in the draft, excuse me, and maybe I am thinking about bringing Russ back? Like, I don't see this as a smokescreen. Let me know if you guys have any other different, like, angle of how you're viewing that. Just, like, I don't know, man. I watched that whole interview. I watched multiple of his interviews. I could not get any glimpse of hope. This isn't biased at all. Like, I know I've said very, very firmly and affirmatively on this show throughout the regular season specifically that I don't think Russell Wilson is, you know, fit out to be here long-term under Sean Payton. But I couldn't find any glimpse of, like, hope that Sean Payton provided for uh Russell Wilson um to you know in the Russell Wilson Broncos campaign in 2024 and beyond I just I don't know just saying admitting that he's looking to fall in love with a quarterback in this draft I don't think he's just saying that just to say it I really don't think so um and the only like I, I don't know I I really I've gotten this sense and I said it in my mock draft episode on Monday which Stay tuned for that. Uh, that will be continue to be a thing for every Monday, uh, Mock Draft Monday on this channel. But I don't know, man. It's just I feel like J.J. McCarthy maybe is in their sights a little bit. I'm getting the sense that you talk about, and this is another tidbit in the interview, um, Kay Adams asked him, what do you prefer in your next quarterback? Literally uses the terms like, not necessarily next quarterback, but what are you looking in for your in your quarterback? He said he's looking for the perfect marriage. Men- he mentions that is unsolved for us. So if Russell Wilson, currently rostered with the Broncos, is going to be your long term, then why would he go and say that the him looking for a perfect marriage is unsolved for us? Why would Russell, for anybody that truly believes that Russ is coming back in 2024, after all the altercations we saw on the sidelines, after all the public things Sean Payne said about him with the kissing babies, kicking his coaches out of the building, then benching him late season, and then all the contract threats and everything, I just like, I, I don't see any avenue or way that Sean Payton genuinely wants Russell Wilson back in 2024. And this interview just like for like it just completely shut the door on it, completely shut the door, saying that he's looking for the he's still looking for the perfect unmarriage that is unsolved for us. He's he's literally telling you he's literally telling you guys like I know all the headlines right now are saying oh Sean Payton's not ruling out Russ coming back. If anything, this this shut the door on the I don't know this to me this shut the door on. Russell Wilson potentially coming back. He also says he prefers a quick processor. Um, he referred specifically to Drew Brees and Patrick Mahomes specifically. Um, I really like how he's going about that, looking for someone that can process the game fast, get the ball out quickly. That's something that has really, really well uh, worked well. Uh, you know, in Sean Payton's offenses in New Orleans, that is something that was the exact opposite in Denver in 2023 with. Uh, Russell Wilson quarterbacking the offense. So, uh, just another another thing there that further proves um, that he is not looking with. Uh, he's not, he doesn't see a future with Russell Wilson personally. In my opinion, I feel like the marriage ended in Week 15. Let me know how you guys feel about that. After the Week 15 loss, I think that's right right when uh, Sean Payton went get, went ahead and uh, ripped the wedding ring off. Um, I guess you could say. So I mentioned Drew Brees a little bit. I want to talk about Drew Brees. Um, he had a, he had an interview with NBC Sports. 
uh, Mike Florio and all of them. Um, and he was kind of talking about Sean Payne's offense 2023. He uh, quote says, this is an important quote right here. He said, uh, Drew Brees said, as I watched them, the Broncos, play this year, it didn't feel like the timing, the rhythm, the tempo that I'm used to seeing in a Sean Payton offense. And I know those are the hallmarks of the offense. That's the standard that has been set, referring to Sean Payton. Um, he also said that the marriage between Russell Wilson and Sean Payton played out exactly how he expected. Ouch. If I'm, if I'm Russ reading that, ouch. Um, he also said he believes Russ can have a good rest of his career in the NFL, but that will be elsewhere. Once again, I don't see any glimpse of hope from someone who has a really close connection to Sean Payton that Russell Wilson's coming back. Um, he also got asked by uh, someone at the NBC Sports broadcast. Forgive me for not uh, remembering their name, but they asked him like if they if Drew Drew knows who Sean wants to draft at quarterback in this draft, and he kind of took a long he took a long like awkward pause, um, and kind of laughed and then and then gave like a, an answer. Um, thought that was really interesting. Um, make sure you got if you want you want to check that out, you can check out on NBC Sports, obviously that interview, but um. He, I don't know, man, just from like that interview and then Sean saying, I don't know any of the numbers on the jersey of those players. I, I'm calling Cap, if I'm being honest. I think Sean has already has his eyes on a few guys. Um, I've been saying since my mock draft episode, I'm getting that gut feeling, JJ McCarthy. I I don't know, man. I just, look, look to me, I I think JJ, like, if you give him the time in the NFL, he could really could be become something and the the throws are there like we mentioned in our quarterback breakdown episodes of me and jay uh, mac and i the throws man he is some of the best i saw of any quarterback in this draft there's the one throw against ohio state my goodness just like a chef kiss like right over the head of two dbs right into the receiver's arm for a touchdown and there's so many other plays like that where you can't you can make the argument even caleb and drake may can't make those throws i think drake, drake may he could really make any throw but Man, I the whole thing with him though is he's got a lot to work on just with like bad tendencies and habits, like bailing from clean pockets. Like he's a he's a quick processor. He has to get better with that. I don't necessarily think he's like as great as a lot of people are making him out to be. Just me personally, but that does fit Sean Payne's criteria. Um, so uh, once again, that that's a whole another topic for another day. But I would not be surprised, man. Come draft day, the Broncos are taking him at twelve. I don't, I don't know. I just get that. I, I get that feeling. We're just seeing so much trend, especially after the Senior Bowl, that JJ McCarthy is going to go a lot higher than people expect. Um, also, another person I want to talk about, um, not just a regular person, one of the biggest personalities in the NFL and now NFL broadcasting, Tony Romo, um, who actually played three years under Sean Payton in Dallas. He said uh, in a recent interview um, during Super Bowl weekend, Sean adjusts his offenses to his quarterback, and Sean's going to get the best out of you. So hope for anybody who seriously believes that Sean Payton um, you know, was – quote sabotaging russell wilson last season throwing too many screens um throwing too many calling too many passes behind the line of scrimmage that i i just we we look back to uh, other episodes we've had in the past where 
there was multiple times during the season where calling up deep, deep shot. I saw it so many times on film where I actually got surprised at times, like times during the Buffalo game where he's calling up a fair amount of deep shots. And I'm like, you see Russ always throwing these checkdowns and stuff, but then you see these deep shots that necessarily aren't working always the best and were kind of questionable from a play calling standpoint. But I still feel like he used enough deep. He still used enough deep plays, enough deep play action, um, enough plays to just get passes in the in the receivers' hands to make plays after the catch. And um, there are a lot of plays were left on the field. A lot of points were left on the field in result. And unfortunately, the Broncos will have to move on from him because of that. But um, I don't know. Just a lot of the stuff that we're hearing from this these interviews um, from specifically Drew Brees uh, and then Tony Romo, what he says gives the Broncos um, a lot of hope just under Sean Payton and what he can do for the quarterback. Because a lot of people, what I've saw is like you necessarily with Sean Payton, whatever the quarterback, whoever the next quarterback is going to be, has to fit in his system. But no, with Sean Payton, always adjusts his. He's he's an adjuster. He he understands in today's NFL that you adjust to your quarterback strengths and you tailor your offense to your quarterback strengths and you build around that. And because of the Broncos moving on from Russell Wilson, they'll likely have to not rebuild in certain areas from like just a roster standpoint in terms of oh you gotta you have to move on from a Sutton and certain offensive linemen or whatever like that. No, I just in terms of schematically, he's gonna have to change a little bit of what he did. Um, with 15 games of Russell Wilson and two games of Stidham to whoever's going to be the next quarterback next year, whether it's going to be a Jarrett Stidham over across 17 games or it's going to be a Jimmy G, God forbid, um, or it's going to be a Jacoby Brissett or a Bo Nix or J.J. McCarthy. He's going to adjust. He's going to go to the film room. He's going to find what those guys do and what what are their strengths and what they feel most comfortable with. But use most of that on the field, but also work on those mistakes and build off of those mistakes and, you know, help grow that quarterback in his offense. Because if he does bring in a rookie, he's going to be able to do that from day one. And I'm all for a quarterback starting week one um, just so they can learn through trial and error. But that's just how I feel about the situation. Like I said, I just don't feel like there's much hope that Russ will come back, especially after all these interviews and what Sean Payne said in these little tidbits here and there on the Kay Adams show uh, and all these different radio interviews. But let me know what you guys thought about um, everything mentioned in today's episode. If you're listening on YouTube, like the video, subscribe to the channel. Uh, very, very greatly appreciated. Leave a, a comment down below and turn notifications on. If you're listening on Spotify, thank you guys for your support as well. I, I, of course, I don't forget you for, forget about you guys either. I know I've talked a lot about the uh, youtube listeners in the beginning of the episode but love everywhere anybody that's listening to the show man seriously if you're listening in brazil or canada mexico any anywhere man love you guys so much um leave a five-star rating if you're listening over there that helps us out the most over there and uh follow uh, the podcast uh either if you're listening on apple Podcasts as well um, but with that being said i'm your host amir farrell uh and please everybody enjoy super bowl weekend let me know your uh, your your super bowl picks in the in the comments below uh, i'll be reading those um perhaps giving a shout out to the closest uh, square prediction uh, me personally hate to say it but i do have the chiefs winning um i think it'll be a really really good game i think it's going to come down to like two or three plays uh in that one going to be a really um good matchup with uh mahomes and that niners d line and then obviously brock purdy playing the underdog i'm hoping he can uh, save us um from that that uh, another chiefs uh, super bowl victory because if they do win tomorrow they will pass the broncos in super bowl rings which will um definitely suck to say the least but um hope you guys enjoyed today's episode to the next one peace out everybody